When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. On the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. He's got some room, he's got some speed, and he's got the end zone on his side. Got it, touchdown! Oops, that was too quick! How do you like to start this football season? The flush with the right hand! Goes up, he's blocked! Ruth rejects it, Oregon wins! Three is go! Three point by Wow! Three pointer, Yanescu! Back to back, Elite Eight for your Oregon Ducks! Welcome to the show! Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Hi, everybody. It's Terry Johnson for Joey Mack. One more day as uh, Joey is busy as you can hear. Uh, whoa. Joey's coming up uh, back home with some full pockets. And a trophy, maybe, huh? How about that? That would be great. Big win for Oregon men last night uh, over Utah. 66-54, moving on to the semifinals in the Final Four of the Pac-12 tournament, taking on Arizona State tonight again. Another late one. Uh, Previous to that will be Colorado taking on Washington. We'll see. You know, you're going in, you said, hey, anybody can win it. And right now, Oregon is the team that nobody wants to play. I'm sure Arizona State is going, man, yeah, couldn't we have been matched up with somebody else? Because Oregon's playing very, 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 very well. Six straight wins, and it started against Arizona State. Six games ago, the Ducks held Arizona State to 51 points, if you remember, at Matthew Knight Arena in that win. And that started six straight. And again, holding another opponent underneath under 62 points. 
Remarkable. Just remarkable. And uh, all the doubters uh, with Dana Altman have kind of gone, well, okay, I'll zip it. (laughs) You you need to. Because Dana's teams, they get better in the second half of the season. Took a little bit of a little while this time with the injuries. Uh, and you know, still a lot of youngsters. If you got more than one or two freshmen that play significant minutes, generally it takes a little bit of time. It's taken a little bit of time, but right now they're gelling together. They're doing it at the defensive end. That's then helping their offense, and uh, that's kind of the way it works. But the numbers for Utah: thirty-four percent shooting from the field. The Ducks shot forty-four percent. Three pointers. Utah, I think, the best three-point shooting team in the conference at about thirty-nine percent. They shot 9% for threes, 2 for 23. And uh, Oregon didn't light it up, 29%, 4 of 14, but 80% at the line, 12 of 15, 80% as well, 16 of 20 for Utah. But uh, the Ducks got it done, got it done, and their rebounds were pretty much even, a two-point edge or two-rebound edge, actually three-rebound edge for Utah. But uh, Oregon defense, Dane Altman and uh, staff, the players, yeah. They, they are competing right now. And I think maybe that's what a lot of when you're having to think you're young and you're trying to figure things out, you're, one of the things you're trying to figure out, quite honestly, is how hard you have to play at this level. You see it in any, any sport, and particularly in basketball, how hard you have to play. A lot of the kids coming in have never had to play defense the way you have to play defense at this level. They're getting it done right now. 66-54 win. Uh, nobody played more than 24 minutes the first night in uh, the win over Washington State. Uh, Peyton Pritchard went for 40 last night. Uh, he had the most minutes, uh, Lou King, with 32. Uh, other than that, what, 26 uh, for Richardson? Uh, let's see, 24 for Paul White, who got in a little bit of foul trouble. Kenny Wooten, 23 minutes last night. So uh, not too bad. Peyton Pritchard uh, playing the full 40. And uh, Luke King, 32. So not too bad here going into the third game in three nights. And hopefully there will be a fourth game in four nights. And they got a chance, legitimately have a chance. Momentum is a funny thing. That adrenaline gets going from the momentum, and all of a sudden the legs sometimes don't feel as tired. Now it works the other way as well. (laughs) The momentum starts going the other way, then all of a sudden you feel that fatigue uh, and it can happen that way but uh, the ducks in good shape uh, good show here for you on a friday terry for joey uh, down with jerry allen and uh, they're having a whole lot of fun down in las vegas nevada the uh, t-mobile arena and uh, how much fun can you have how about some more uh, coming up uh, coming up on today's show we're going to hear the uh, post-game press conference uh, from data altman uh, peyton pritchard Lou king was in on that as well uh, spring football going on pro day yesterday another practice today and then they're taking about two or three weeks off before they reconvene and uh, get ready for that april 20th spring game here at uh, otson stadium and by the way just announced uh, by the uh, football program is there's going to be a practice for our friends up in portland uh, Portland scrimmage, Saturday, April 6th at noon at Hillsboro Stadium. And it's uh, free and open to the public. So Saturday, April 6th at noon for our friends up in Portland, Salem area. You want to, you don't have to drive so far. You can go up there. A free scrimmage open to the public at Hillsboro Stadium. So get ready for that. We're going to hear from Mario Cristobal and some other coaches. Also softball, Pac-12 uh, opening weekend down in Arizona. And uh, earlier this week, Melissa Lombardi, uh, head coach, and uh, Jordan Dale, the uh, ace pitcher, ace of the staff. Uh, we'll hear from, at least hear from them. That's all coming up here on the show. And uh, baseball tonight, 6 o'clock, first pitch. 
and opening Pac-12 weekend here at home. Arizona State coming to town next week. But Washington, who was a College World Series performer a year ago, they're in town. They, they lost a couple of stars, but they're still pretty good. And uh, I think Oregon is pretty good. Went up uh, on Tuesday night up in Corvallis, almost knocked off the Beavers, uh, one of the highly ranked teams in the country, uh, and we will see. All right, we got a lot of lot of interviews to get to, so we'll get right to it. Here's the uh, men's basketball, the postgame press conference with Dane Altman, Peyton Pritchard, and Luke Hank. Pleased with our second half. Uh, I thought our ball movement and our ability to tack the rim and get to the basket uh, – uh, and our transition was much better in the second half. We were really stagnant that first half. Our ball movement wasn't good. I thought we worked hard defensively both halves, but uh, offensively we really were not moving that ball that first half and, and really caused us some problems, really took some really contested bad shots. So uh, to, tail the two halves offensively, but I loved our defensive effort. It kept us in there the first half, um, and we were able to find a way in the second. Peyton? How about uh, your game? Uh, you know, just uh, I feel like our defense got better in the second half, but also what Coach said, you know, our ball movement got better. We started getting in the lane, tagging their bigs on the ball screens, and, you know, we were spreading the floor good. So, um, you know, it's just two different halves, and uh, obviously this team is capable of a lot showing in the second half, and that's how we got to bring it starting tomorrow from the tip. Um, I'm going to piggyback off what Coach and Payne said. Uh, you know, we can't afford to come in the first half and having uh, the less energy we had. So, you know, coming back in the second half, having a lot of energy, high hands, you know, acted on defense, getting easy buckets in transition, you know, led, led to the win. Right here. Peyton, you you started off one of five, and it just seemed like in the second half you got more aggressive. You apparently didn't lose your confidence at all. Um, you know, that's the thing Coach stresses to me a lot about is, uh, you know, if you like great – Great players and great shooters on that. If you miss a couple, you can't you can't not shoot, can't not be aggressive. So, um, but in the second half, I feel like uh, I was just trying to push the tempo, and I got two easy ones to get going right from the start, and uh, it just kind of continued from that one. Over here, I say Peyton looked like obviously an attempt there just to get to the hoop whenever you could, but also seemed like when you did that kind of got you fired up. You were into the crowd a little bit. It seemed like kind of the team fed off some of the the emotion that came there. Um, definitely, you know. Uh, it's going to be a different guy each night um, that can do that. And uh, just, you know, having the emotion like that can get a team fired up and, you know, bring more defensive energy. And uh, that's all I was trying to do. Back over here. Dana, um, given the way you guys are playing defense, were you a little less concerned at halftime just the way you guys are playing defense and eventually the offense would come around? Or Well, we, you know, uh, we hoped it would. We, we thought it would. Um, but again, that first half, our defense did keep us in it. You know, as poorly as we played offensively, uh, we were still in the ball game. I think we were down six, 24, 18. You know, so we were right there, um, even though we didn't play well. And then we, you know, Lou got a big tip in, uh, and then Peyton got a couple easy ones, and we tied it up right away. You know, and then it was kind of, you know, our energy level went way up, and, and it was kind of game on. So uh, I thought the start of the second half, Lou's tip in, and Peyton's easy baskets, you know, really helped us get some energy going. Uh, but, yes, uh, I felt we were going to still be able to compete because, you know, I, I just thought our defense is something here the last three, four weeks we've been able to depend on, and, and it really saved us tonight. You know, I, I thought we contested their shots. They missed some open threes, 
but a lot of them were really contested and, and we wanted to run them off the line. We knew they were a very good three-point shooting team and, and I thought the guys were pretty active with it. Just to answer part of it there, I would say the best three-point shooting team in the league and they go two for 23. It seemed like you're out there, but then also I think Francis ends up with six blocks and look like you know, kind of inside, he was able to stop them there and, and kind of keep them from getting looks really anywhere. Francis's energy level has really helped us. Um, you know, he he competes in there. He's he's physical. Uh, he didn't rebound quite as well tonight as he's been rebounding. But those six blocks, you know, he got hands on balls in there, and um, you know that really helped us. Uh, they got some offensive rebounds there that that hurt us toward the end, kind of kept them in it. Uh, but I I really like you know just the energy and the physicality that he brings to the game. What about tomorrow's matchup against ASU? Well, they're they're a very athletic team, and um, you know we know that uh, their energy level, their athleticism. You know we're going to have to to be really sharp at 8:30 tomorrow night. Uh, we know they're a very talented team. Uh, we both have a lot on the line, so you know I know it'll be a, a very tough contest for us. Uh, you know they beat us at their place, we beat them at ours, so. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough game. They're, they're very talented. They play very hard. I love their energy that they play with. So we know we're going to have our hands full, and, you know, our guys will get some rest, and, and I think we'll be ready to go at 830 also. Over here. Peyton and Lou, just kind of what you talking about, going three games in three days, where do you feel like this team's at physically? You feel like you guys come out of this, you know, everybody played a few more minutes tonight, but feel like going into tomorrow the team's still pretty fresh? Um, definitely. I mean, it's just like – I mean, I know a game is different, but it's like the preseason of practice. You know, we're going hard each day, so this, this is what prepares us for, for things like this and uh, opportunities to play three games in three days. So um, so we're going to be ready. Uh, yeah, exactly what he said. Uh, you know, staying healthy, getting uh, back to the rehab, getting our bodies ready for the next big game. Back here. Dana, congrats on your contract extension. The timing of that was pretty perfect. How fun was it to have that announced and then to go out there and win tonight? Well, I'm, you know, I'm excited. Uh, my family's excited. We've enjoyed our nine years at, at Oregon, and uh, and I, and I still want to coach. And and so the opportunity to do it at Oregon, um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, probably a few of the players that are disappointed, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really excited, and and my family's excited. So. Uh, you know, we want to build something special. We've worked nine years. I've got a great staff, and I've received great support from the university, President Jill and, and Rob. Everybody's been unbelievable, and uh, we've got great boosters. And it's a special place, and we hope to build something special. There you go, Dane Altman, Peyton Pritchard, Lou King last night after that big win over Utah, the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament, moving on to the Final Four. Arizona State tonight, 8 o'clock, pregame show as Joey and Jerry will have that for you around the Oregon Sports Network. Coming up next, turn to spring football. We'll hurry along here, try and get in as much as we can. We'll hear from Mario Cristobal uh, from yesterday before Pro Day, but talking about spring practice quite a bit. And uh, that's coming up next here on Duck Insider. Terry for Joey back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hurry into your local Toyota dealer during Toyota's Ready, Set, Go event. Going on now through April 1st and save big on all your favorite Toyota models. Visit Toyota.com for more information. Toyota, let's go places. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. 
Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Hurry into your local Toyota dealer during Toyota's Ready, Set, Go event. Going on now through April 1st and save big on all your favorite Toyota models. Visit toyota.com for more information. Toyota, let's go places. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield IMG College. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and... His camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back, Duck Insider, here on a Friday. Terry Johns for Joey Mack. He's down with men's basketball. 8 o'clock tonight, Oregon Sports Network. The Ducks and Arizona State in the Pac-12 Tournament semifinals. See if they can get to the finals coming up tomorrow night. And uh, Mario Cristobal yesterday addressed the media. It was pro days. Uh, several uh, former Duck players as well as uh, some who are leaving and on their way and uh, got a chance to uh, perform in, in front of a bunch of the scouts. Mario addressed the media. hope you guys had a chance to enjoy pro day for a little bit looks like the guys did really well and showed out uh, as far as the team here at the 2019 Oregon Ducks we had practice number three yesterday we got in pads and certainly what we expected a very physical day and we worked uh, just about every first and second down situation imaginable you know in uh, both in unit work as well as in team situations but uh, we, we we put our hand on the ground up at the line of scrimmage Worked half line, worked full line, seven on seven drills, nine on nine run drills. Um, worked a lot of five on four pass rush, two on two pass rush, one on one DBs and wide receivers, two on two. Worked tight ends and running backs against the linebackers and safeties. We really uh, we tested the guys yesterday and we pushed, and certainly they uh, they did a really nice job competing. That's part of the thing that stands out the most right now. Guys are really getting after it. Not perfect. We had officials out here. We had a few penalties, but certainly the, the physicality of it, I think, is very evident after a second year's strength and conditioning. And um, we came back today, and, you know, we lifted heavy. And we met and had our walkthroughs, and we have meetings tonight. And tomorrow we'll get into practice number four in full pads and start the day off with, uh, and I think you guys will be here the first part of practice with, you know, those old school, you know, hamburger drills. I like to call them hamburger drills. I think they call them something else, right? Um, and then we'll roll right into practice number four, and we'll have practice number five on Friday before sending these guys uh, into finals week and spring break. 
Pro Day is obviously a, a chance for these guys individually to, to show out. Mm-hmm. Do you take a little bit of pride as a staff to kind of just help them develop them and get them to this, get them to this place in their, in their careers? You know, you take pride in the process that helps get them here, and then here it's the pride is in just watching them have an opportunity to fulfill um, this great opportunity to go and have a chance at their dreams. And watching the, the way these guys have developed, the way they handle themselves in front of the scouts, whether it be a question and answer period, a panel interview, certain drill work as it relates to their position uh, group, the ball drills, some of the big guys. It was great to see Jalen and Justin hauling in a couple of passes. That was, I probably should use them as a goal line tight end, but <laughs> for them just to watch what they continue to develop into and knowing that their best football is ahead of them, it's awesome. It really is. Ugo looking, you know, he was such a key in that nickel spot for you. Mm-hmm. It seems like in the NFL, that's a spot that's really, I mean, with the contract Tyrone Matthew just signed. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fit there. What was the process of identifying him at that spot and then and then seeing him thrive at that spot? Oh, that's easy. That's open your eyes, you know. <laughs> you open your eyes and you watch the way that guy, he can read and react. And, you know, certain guys have a certain level of foot and body quickness and suddenness that is just unique. And, and he is that. You know, he's one of those guys that, his reactions are instantaneous, and they allow him to get a step on a receiver, uh, a beat on a quarterback trying to pull the ball and disguise it in the read-run game. So Ugo uh, has a unique skill set, and it's coupled with uh, his ability to get back there and field punts and make big plays happen. I mean, we know that he broke a couple games open with his punt return. So uh, the future is, is super bright for him. And to me, the best part is I like walking around, you know, the outlier areas right here in the outfield and talking to the scouts and what they see and what they notice to get a gauge on this, how they feel about our guys. And everybody's really, really positive about our guys, about how they play the game and the way they handle themselves. A lot of these guys are going to get a chance to play on Sunday. But what do you tell, what's your advice to the guys that, you know, it might not, it might not be in the cards for them as far as just encouraging them to keep pursuing their dream? Well, you know, it's, it's never a guarantee, but as long as you have an opportunity to pursue it, you pursue it as hard and as long as you can. You know, remember, I, I was that guy that, that chased it and got cut and went out to NFL Europe and went out to NFL Europe again, I mean, until um, I, you know, was just about banned from going to a camp. That's how hard I chased it because it's the only, only opportunity to do it. It's not something you could let a couple of years go by and then come back and do so. Yeah, as long as it's in their blood, it's in their heart, and they feel they have an opportunity to do so, we encourage it all the way. Now, at the same time, without ever compromising uh, your academic status and um, you know any life-changing opportunity that might come along the way because a lot of these guys already have their diplomas in hand, and they've got some really good opportunities that uh, they've been able to, to get themselves through our networking system and whatnot. So it's all positive. It's all good. What was your pro day like? Mine? Yeah. Mine was uh, a little bit uneventful. <laughs> Mine was uh, my very last game. Is uh, I had a pretty good knee injury, so I didn't participate in my senior year pro day. So I actually worked as an assistant strength coach in the weight room at the University of Miami so that I could, you know, rehab and, you know, be able to pay for whatever I needed to, um, aside from insurance, of course, to train and get ready and then went out for pro day the following year. You know, a lot like Jimmy Swain did today. And then um, later that, that summer, I was able to sign a rookie free agent contract with the Broncos. And that was my one shot in the NFL, you know. And uh, certainly not the conventional way to do so. But, man, I chased it hard. You know, I was able to have an opportunity. And, uh, and I was cut by them. And even though it was painful, you know what, there's, there's a certain sense of, you know what, I went as hard as I can to try to do it. It didn't work out, you know, like a story career like Joe Salovea. Now, that's a beautiful NFL career, right? That is awesome. So what I do, I went to NFL Europe, you know, the, the World League at the time, and it was a great experience as well, and it, it really is what kind of gave me the, the coaching bug. So 
You want a better story than that, didn't no, you? That's, you know? that's a pretty good story. You want a 38-inch vertical? No, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I think it was 24 or something like that. No, uh, you know what? I don't remember any of those numbers, so all right. The, the athletic ability was all right. It was okay, So, but I'll, I'll get those numbers, and we'll make it a funny story, you know, maybe for April Fool's Day or something, you know. Kale was absent yesterday. CJ's been limited a little bit. Just what are their yeah. status? Well, Kale got now? sick. Kale had a pretty high fever. So when those guys are, are still a little bit contagious, we keep them away, make sure they're well, get a lot of fluids in them, and hopefully get them back. I don't think we'll have them back by tomorrow. We're going to try. CJ was uh, felt a little tightness in his hamstring. You know, we didn't want to risk anything, being that, uh, you know, he, he had a little tweak last year during the course of the year, but he should be good to go. Uh, the rest of the guys, I think it's all just nicks and, and bumps and bruises. I didn't see anything out there that was uh, significant, but there were some bumps and bruises now. I mean, guys went at it. Certainly when you spend all that time in the weight room gaining or making all those gains, you want to demonstrate some of that stuff in the drills that we do. So the guys certainly did, So and it was physical. A good amount of the offensive linemen were the guys who lost weight. Was that... Just the point of emphasis this offseason? I mean, it sounds obvious because they're so big, but, I mean, sometimes they put on weight. So yeah, was... I mean, there's big and there's gargantuan, you know, and they, they were on the gargantuan side. You know, I, um, I, to me, and Coach Murrowball made a huge point of it yesterday, so proud of all these guys. Justin Johnson walked in the door at 393 pounds. Yesterday was 339, okay? And I know he's coming off the shoulder surgery, but he's moving great. Stephen Jones was in the 80 range, 380-pound range. He's now down to 350, 348 and still working his way uh, down a little bit more. Chris Rondazzo, another guy that was up there in the 60s and 70s, he's now hitting 335 pounds, you know, just like some nice svelte guys there, right? Um, Panay's a, a 340, 344 guy, but he runs and holds it extremely well, uh, so he stays there, you know. And Dawson, Dawson has always been a guy that has, you know, maintained a, you know, pretty good shape, and um, so we're going to leave him always. He's about 315, 318. With Mitchell now training here instead of with you guys, does that amp up the competition even more for the receivers knowing that that production is out there, somebody has to do it? Uh, without a doubt. I think it always does. And What do you want to see in spring? You want to see guys step up and prove it. Uh, for us, this has been a camp mentality. You know, we, We've made it a big point of emphasis that spring ball here is very important. This is not a passing of the time. This is not a... Well, let's do a few things and get ready for the fall. No, this is complete 100% camp mentality. That's the approach. We're looking for, like Coach said yesterday, Coach Maribel, I said one more day, one more rep, one more extra minute of uh, meeting time. It's a, a very hungry and driven approach, and, and that's the way it's going to be. You know, and I, I know it's, a, you know, maybe not a, the most popular thing out there in the rest of the country, but that's the way that we like to do things, and our guys like it. Like, they, they want to practice a certain way so that we can play a certain way. So, yeah, they, uh, they're getting after pretty good. Does Marcus and Justin prefer to have a number one guy, or would you rather see it spread out more next year? We like to see a lot of playmakers because, yeah. you know, a great example is Dylan. Dylan definitely, he separated himself from the rest of the guys next year or last year, right? So what do you have to do then? You have to find ways to get him the ball. And until other guys step up, well, you're kind of, I wouldn't say relegated, but it certainly doesn't allow you to open up the offense like you want to. Um, then can you blame yourself for getting the ball to a guy that's going to produce 1,000-plus yards and, and lead the uh, Pac-12 in, in receptions? Hard to say you know, that you wouldn't do that. So, But we would rather be able to spread it out. And there were moments last year when we did, we need to get back to that. We're capable of doing that. They were working really hard. Coach Bo, you know, Coach Krause, Coach Aurora, they're all working really, really hard, working overtime with those wide receivers to make sure that, you know what, we're going to line up the right way, we're going to run the right routes, we're going to play with physicality, and we're going to catch the ball. We're going to come down with it no matter what. So, 
Yeah, and I think also the fact that we have, well, at least one new guy on campus, right? We have another guy coming on campus here in a little bit. There'll be some more faces. You know, it's it's time. It's time. And they know that. And they know that we're we're pushing forward and demanding it of it for the right reasons, you know? And, and they want it of themselves. So it's a good matchup. There's a couple of rules change proposals. Wanted to get your thoughts on one's this change of the blindside block where they're almost trying to take it out of the game, almost like no forcible contact exactly. So it's, it's kind of a little bit strange. As an offensive line guy, I wanted your take on that. And then the targeting rule changes they're talking about. With- yeah, well, we, we kind of got tagged. It ended up being a targeting call. And, Jake, you guys remember last year on the reverse. So it, uh, I, I can see what's trying to be done in terms of player safety. I think that's always important. We just have to take a deep dive into it at conference meetings and get uh, just all the little nuggets, the bits and pieces that, you know, the intricacies of this and the details of this because it's a game changer now. You know, in the middle of a big play like that one right there, you could have a play called back and may cost you a game. So, um, yeah, certainly it's – I think it's for the right reasons. I would just uh, – we don't have all the exact details that we would need to, to really come. Like the, tar- the progressive penalty on the targeting where if you're a multi-time offender, you get an additional game. So if you get targeted – if you get called for targeting twice in a season, you would miss an entire following week yeah, is well, the proposal. I understand it. I think, I think if if it's malicious intent as a player, I think there's some validity to that. I also think that football is a game of angles and speed and power, and sometimes those things that you know, when you have point one seven seconds to make a reaction that's going to prevent a penalty, I think that's hard sometimes too. So, I know it's subjective, and there's discretion involved here. So, I think it's. Uh, I think in the con- after the conference meetings, I'll uh, I'll have a much better just feel for how to respond to a question like that. Dimitri Birch announced his transfer yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just a response to that. Tough to see people mm-hmm. leave your program. I think it's uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't. I think look, every time there's a student athlete here, we're going to work as hard as humanly possible to make it work for them. That's our job. That's our obligation, and that's the way it should be. And if it doesn't work out for somebody, or there's a personal need back home, you got to support that a hundred percent. And um, to me, that's nothing but an opportunity to help someone go achieve what they need to achieve somewhere else. And you know what? If you did things the right way, there's never any hard feelings about that. There's nothing but, hey, how can I help you? Or, hey, coach, can you help me do something like that? And that's the kind of relationship it is. So, no, absolutely not. We think it's, a, hey, if that's the best thing for him. We're, we're certainly going to support and make it happen. There you go, Mario Cristobal, head coach, Oregon football, addressing the media yesterday at the end of Pro Day. And a lot of a lot of good performances by the Ducks in front of some NFL scouts yesterday at the Machovsky Center. All right, we want to move along here. We get more to go. More football and hear from softball head coach Melissa Lombardi as well just ahead. Ken Wilson, linebackers coach, next after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At Shadow Hills Country Club, it starts with the golf and turns into a lifetime of memories. Shadow Hills Country Club provides a peaceful, natural setting with a standard of excellence and course conditions in any weather that is unsurpassed in the entire Willamette Valley. With a championship course, an expansive practice facility and clubhouse, fine dining and a swimming pool, Shadow Hills Country Club offers the amenities of a family resort just minutes from downtown Eugene. Shadow Hills Country Club. Call us today. I fight like a duck with clinical trials, so our patients have access to the newest cancer medicines, like immunotherapy. I fight like a duck with the latest surgical procedures so that my patients with gynecologic cancers can have the most precise care with the least invasive technologies. As a patient, I fight like a duck to beat prostate cancer with advanced radiation techniques like Spaceor, and WVCI is the only one in the area that offers it. Fight like a duck. 
with Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Guide Dog Partners bring greater freedom, confidence, and mobility. They are trusted friends that offer new opportunities for social interaction and greater independence. Guide Dogs of America is a nonprofit organization that provides these loyal and loving dogs free of charge to people who are blind or visually impaired. To learn more about Guide Dogs of America, visit our website at guidedogsofamerica.org or call us at 800-459-4843. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Welcome back, Duck Insider, here on a Friday, getting ready for a big weekend. Uh, men's basketball still participating uh, down in Las Vegas, uh, semifinals tonight uh, against Arizona State. 8 o'clock pregame show with Joey Mack and Jerry Allen. Back to spring football, Ken Wilson, new linebackers coach, coming over from Washington State. Let's hear from him. You spend as long as you did at UNR, and then, you know, you did six years at, at WSU did that feel like a short period of time or did that feel like like was that a quick <laughs> it actually uh, felt like a short period of time compared to where I was before but six years at any place in college football is a, a pretty good ride so you know it was time to to move on to bigger things and uh, I'm excited to be here and obviously you inherit Troy Dye but who are some of the other guys that you're trying to get to know and 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 how does your you know philosophy differ from what Jim Levitt was doing yeah, I don't really know what Coach Levitt was doing. I kind of uh, told all these guys they got a clean slate, and I'm, I'm evaluating everything, you know, even even Troy. You know, I've, I've watched these guys when we scouted them, you know, and uh, I'm giving them a clean slate, letting them play, letting them compete and, and earn jobs. So if a guy was uh, back down the depth chart last year, it doesn't matter to me. If they're to the top, it really doesn't matter. With me, if I can trust them, I'll put them on the field. I'll play six, eight, or I'll play two. However many I can get to trust in the defense and know what we're doing, we'll rotate them. And, and we'll keep fresh guys out there. And I've been excited, man. There's good athletes out there. We just got to get them. You know, everybody's trying to trying to please right now and going in all different directions. And we just got to coordinate that and turn it into a defense. With two new coaches on defense and the three guys that are back, what have you guys done to kind of get on the same page? You know, a lot of us have known each other and worked together. You know, Joe, Joe, Dante, and I, Keith, uh, you know, I've known Andy a long time. So, really, we're spending about probably 18, 20 hours a day together right now putting in defenses and getting to know each other and having a lot of fun watching film. And, you know, the offense is a little ahead of us because they've had their scheme for a year now. But, uh, you know, we want our guys to play hard and, and really get going out there. And, and, you know, you can hide a lot of things if you play really hard. So, we're trying to get to know each other and get our guys to play real fast. You haven't been here long, but what have you just observed and learned about the culture that Coach Cristobal has brought to Oregon so far? Yeah, I love the family atmosphere. You know, I love the energy. When I came over uh, uh, in 
they brought me over for an interview, the energy, uh, the guys, how close the team is, how, how close the coaches are with the team, you know, and I think just just the, the daily demands that Coach Cristobal puts on and the kids understand, and there's not any gray area, which is, which is nice for players and it's nice for coaches. You know, when they come here, they know what we're wearing, they know how we're working, they know the length of practice, and those kind of things, I think, create ease with the players and the staff, and then you just got to attack the day. Coach, what's the overall impression of your group? I realize you haven't had, you know, anything pads yet, but what's your impression? Yeah, they're athletic. There's a lot of them, you know. There's more than I've, than I've worked with. So uh, trying to get them all in the rotation and keep everybody uh, competing. But there's some good athletes. There's some really good young guys that just got here. You know, I got a couple guys that just got here. So, uh, you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I got all sizes and shapes, but they're all good athletes. So uh, we'll move them around and we'll get them in the right spots. How about the size? I've noticed some of the guys are bulking up pretty good. What do you? How do you like the guy? The size of your group? Uh, you know. As a coach, you want to move fast, and you want to be as big as they can be to move fast. You know, there's a there's a fine line there where they get to a point where they get too big and they start to slow down and get sluggish. We got to watch that. So, well, the, our strength coaches do a great job here. I mean, they are hands on, and they tell us every day, and we know the loads of our guys, the weights of our guys, and and you know, we're watching to see if anything starts to slow down, and then we would have to to fix that. But right now, they're a big, fast, physical group that that are really trying to win win spots. So, you know, it's fun to coach them. Washington State obviously has a four-game winning streak against Oregon that you were a part of. Was there a common denominator during that streak or, or any insight you could bring to Oregon to help them out with that? Well, there's things that we're going to, you know, we're put in on this defense and the offense for every game, you know, and, and all those games in the, are in the past for this group now. And we're going forward, and, you know, our next, uh, our next practice is tomorrow, and they got to get better at that practice, and we'll start worrying about games and, and uh, teams here as we get through practice. But, you know, I've told those guys, I don't bring, that, I don't bring up my previous places. I, I, don't, uh, I don't have any interest in doing that. I want to coach the guys I've got here and evaluate the guys that I've got here, and we're going to win a lot of games here if they'll just play hard. And, and really dive into their playbooks. There you go, linebackers coach Ken Wilson got a chance to uh, fly over to Bend on National Signing Day uh, with him and, and host an event over there. Good guy, good guy, knows his stuff too. If you look at his resume, <laughs> you will be impressed. Another one, uh, look at his resume, you'll be impressed. Uh, the new wide receivers coach, they call him Coach Bo, Jovan Bonight from earlier today. In that red zone period, what you, would you think overall this practice? I was pleased. Uh, you know, the guys are coming out and they were practicing hard. I mean, that's one thing I give them credit. Uh, but the more thing, there's taking coaching. And when you start taking coaching, you start playing the game in your head and you slow things down, I mean, you start seeing results. And so, uh, you know, day four, you know, you're starting to see those things starting to kind of come into fruition. So I'm really pleased with the guys. And like I said, most of all, the way they're competing. When you took this position, what was kind of the, the message, or why did uh, Mario choose you? What is it about kind of your system and the way that you coach that that works for what they want to do? Well, uh, I hope that he chose me, obviously. Like, you know, I take a lot of pride in my craft. You know, uh, technique has always been, you know, one of the things that I kind of harp on and one of the things that, you know, it's just one of the solid things in my course. So um, he knew that I was a technician, but I'm very passionate, too. So, you know, the guys that I put on the field, the product that I put on the field on Saturdays, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a huge reflection of me. And so I know the way I played the game. Uh, I try to install that in my players. And, you know, those guys, like I said, they're going to compete and play with the same passion I do. Where, where did you get that passion from when you back in the third Like I said, I mean, it was installed from my parents, and it kind of got passed on. I mean, but I've been playing this game, and, you know, just all the little competitive sports from wrestling or football, basketball, baseball, I did it all. So, you know, it's, it was installed in me early, and like I said, that's the
the biggest thing and the biggest gift that I can give back to my church. How chaotic was it? I'm still trying to get settled in. Uh, it's not all the way uh, complete, but uh, you know it's a good thing. And uh, some sometimes these things happen, but you know uh, I think at the end it's all going to work out. I know that uh, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. But right now, like I said, the, the main thing, the important thing is right now is this program. It needs to keep on track. So. When you know you're inheriting a group that's losing productive receiver like Dylan was, but returning everybody else and more signing and whatnot. What were your thoughts initially of just the group you were inheriting, and clearly you've seen them now before practices. Just what were your thoughts of like, all right, you're that replacing a lot of hundred yard receivers? You know, I knew we needed development uh, with this group. You know, that was the first thing that Coach uh, mentioned. You know, within the interview process, so uh, I knew that it's, it's going to be a process. And when I say that, you know, we got to start from the beginning. You can't uh, can't just think that these kids know everything. You know what I mean? You got to go in understanding that you got to start from day one stuff. You know what I mean? Whether it's starts and stands, whether it's coming off the ball, whether it's arm movement, all those little things, you cannot overlook them. And so, you know, that's one thing that I did from day one, uh, you know, catching the ball. I mean, all those things, you cannot expect them. You know, so. Sounds rudimentary, but because drops were such an issue for this team last season, clearly you don't, you can't answer that, but what does a receiver coach do in literally teaching players to catch the ball? Like, that, that, that was such a big problem. Like, well, how do you address that when that was just a glaring weakness for this team? Well, I think a lot of it, man, uh, you know, you could harp on them, you could beat kids up, but at the end of the day, you got to install confidence. Uh, obviously, these kids play at an elite program, one of the best in the country, and so they got here for a certain reason. And so, you know, obviously, the coaching habits, that's my part. I'm going to keep coaching them on the small, minute details, but you got to install confidence. If the kid doesn't have confidence, he doesn't have a chance. So, you know, I understand some of these kids are beat up a little bit last year, and I'm just talking minimum. So, I'm here as a coach, I'm going to we're going to stop some confidence. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to build their character up. And then I'm going to build the technique up. Uh, he's, he's very impressive. I mean, from day one, he came in competing, and I mean, he's sharp mentally. I'm able to move him inside, outside. I mean, I love what the kid is, uh, his makeup is, man. I mean, the kid is right now, he's competing, he's catching balls, and uh, he's flashing at this. As much as you want to instill confidence, is there a message for some of the more veteran guys about, because when you have three additional signings plus a grad transfer showing up later on, about a sense of urgency here. Look, if you, if you don't show it now, you may be falling behind guys who are a lot younger than you. Is there, is, you have to kind of balance that. Uh, well, you know, the thing that, uh, the first thing that the day one when I came in the room uh, is talking about competition. We got to compete. And so, you know, every day is going to be a competition. I mean, that's a revolving door for me. If I see some things I don't like, hey, it might be with the next guy. But right now, I'm trying to establish competition. You know, guys have got to challenge each other, and we got to push each other. And so, when those guys walk in, I mean, they're going to be thrown into the fire, too. But it's about competing. Who's going to step up? Who can I count on from Saturdays? The plays that Schooler made today, would you say he practiced with confidence today? Absolutely. I mean, Schooler's a guy right now, he's very dependable for me. He's going to be in the right spots. You know, like I said, one of the things, again, with him is the confidence factor. You know what I mean? He could catch. He knows he could catch. I mean, he, his background was more defense, but he has it in him. So just understanding the confidence level and make it seeing the ball in, I mean, he's going to be confident. All right, there you go, uh, new wide receivers coach. Uh, coach Bo, they call him, uh, Jovan Bo Knight. I'm not sure on the first name. I got the last name correct, but uh, sounds like a guy knows where he's going, knows where he's heading, and that's why Mario Cristobal hired him. We'll keep going rapid fire here. Melissa Lombardi, softball head coach, is they're down taking on number 12, Arizona, in the uh, first 
the first uh, Pac-12 weekend. That's next after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. At Shadow Hills Country Club, it starts with the golf and turns into a lifetime of memories. Shadow Hills Country Club provides a peaceful, natural setting with a standard of excellence and course conditions in any weather that is unsurpassed in the entire Willamette Valley. With a championship course, an expansive practice facility and clubhouse, fine dining and a swimming pool, Shadow Hills Country Club offers the amenities of a family resort just minutes from downtown Eugene. Shadow Hills Country Club. Call us today. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba... Be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. build upon going into conference play. I think just looking into non-conference and um, some of the big wins that we got this um, prior to season, I was excited to see happen for us. Um, I think we know, our team knows that we definitely know how to fight. Um, Our defense has been top-notch. Our pitching staff is hanging in there, holding on. I think if you look at Jordan Dale and her um, starts in the beginning of the year to where she is now, it's She's really um, decreased her walks, working ahead better in her counts. Um, You can see her do some big things for us. As far as offense, we're getting runners on. It's just us right now. I think the biggest thing for us is just cashing those runners in. So we're getting runners on. It's just for us to being able to, when we get the opportunity, to put some timely hits together. 
You mentioned defense, and young teams usually aren't as strong defensively as this team has shown itself to be. Has that been a bit of a surprise to you, how quickly they've progressed, or did you just kind of see that right from the start? I, I think from uh, the fall, we could see how talented this uh, defense was going to be. Obviously, they lack experience, but I think they've handled um, the season up to this point really, really well. You don't see them get too rattled. Um, I think Coach Romero has done an excellent job with them and preparing them for the season. So I think you'll just see them continually to get better and better, uh, especially with the experience that they're gaining every time they step out on the field. In the offseason was one thing, Missy, but on the field, it's been a long time since you or most all your coaches have had to go through a six-game losing streak. And I understand you know there was going to be highs and there are going to be lows mm -hmm. and, and you know, difficulties facing very good teams here. But what, what's the approach to a young team who also, many, most of these players obviously haven't gone through any of this before either. Sure. What do you try to say in mid, all right, yeah, you're facing tough opponents, but you've lost six straight. So what do you try to say to, say to them to, to keep everybody consistent? From there, I think we just we continue the fight. I mean, that's that's been our foundation of our program is the fact that we know how to fight. I think it's them putting their experience that they've gained together as a group um, and using it to their advantage. Um, I think for them to just you know one thing that even though we didn't win these last games this past weekend, you looked at our you look at our plans whether it was on defense, offense, and um, our plans are right. It's just continuing to work on executing the plans. So this, this team is, they're young, they're hungry, um, they're not afraid to compete. It's just putting it together. And I think once we put it together a couple times and they see what we can do, I think you'll see us look different. Was it encouraging to see the offense kind of get going, especially after getting shut out that first game, especially and now heading into Pac-12 play? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very encouraging because I know that we can swing. I mean, from day one I've talked about how we're going to score runs. We're going to put a lot of runs on the board. And, you know, hitting's contagious. It can go either way. When a um, couple start to hit, then the rest start to hit. But then if a couple start to struggle, sometimes, you know, we all start to struggle. So I, it's just them continuing to to put forth the effort and practice every day. Um, we've worked hard this week. We've worked hard the week before. It was nice to have a couple of consecutive practices in a row. Um, and I think for them to just get a little bit of that confidence from this confidence from this past weekend. We didn't get the outcomes, but you can definitely see it's there. How much of that do you think has been for a young team, especially learning about in-weekend adjustments and in-season adjustments? Because the first 10, 12 games, nobody has the film yet on freshmen. But then clearly the film got out there across the board and teams adjusted probably to you guys. How much has it been for your freshmen especially to learn to adjust both in the course of a weekend and to just watch more, that much more film? Yeah, I... I think it's, I mean, obviously it is a game of adjustments, and I think our freshmen would tell you in summer when they're adjusting, they can make small adjustments and, and get what they want. But when you come to college, uh, you're facing great pitchers. You know, we've had the luxury of facing some big-time pitchers and facing movement some of these guys have never seen before. So getting that experience is, to me, what's going to allow them to continue on with the season and, and get better at the plate. The chairs seem to really swing the bat well in the leadoff spot, but then you also had Haley Cruz come through, I think, at one point this mm -hmm. weekend, four hits in a row. So how do you kind of balance knowing Haley can hit first but also seeing what chairs can do at that spot? Yeah, I um, I liked Cheris in, in leadoff, and I think you're going to see her stay there for a little bit. I This lineup that we had this past weekend, I thought it was a really good lineup, and it allowed us to be pretty balanced throughout to the very bottom of the lineup. So I think you'll still see her in that leadoff spot. What I like about Cherish is that she can come up first inning, first pitch of the game, and hit a ball out.
or she can bunt a ball and get on with her speed or, you know, hit a base hit. So I just like that she can do a lot there. It gives Haley an opportunity to, to um, be down in the lineup a little bit and give her some RBI opportunity, which she's got a lot of experience with that from the past season. Will Maddie be available this weekend? Uh, we're still waiting. You're able to say the nature of the injury at this point? Or? No, we're still waiting. What did you see from Kaylee and her her first start? Loved, loved, loved what Kaylee did. Loved it. I mean, that Kaylee, what, five, six weeks ago was walking around here on campus, and the last time that she pitched in a game was in high school in May. So to see her go seven innings for us and give everything that she's got and to get hitters to be just a little bit early and, and be short, you know, of the fence, that's, that's what we need from her is just for us to um, know that we'll play behind her, we'll make outs for her, uh, just keep working her pitches and changing her speeds. I was very proud of her. That's, I don't know if many could do what she did and last that long. So I, I think with her, you're going to continue to see her uh, improve and get better with each outing, just like with Jordan. You could see where Jordan was at in the beginning of the year and how much she's improved and where she is now. I think you're going to see the same thing with Kaylee. Do you try to get Hannah a couple of pinch hit at bats, or does she have to show it in practice first just because, I mean, 0 for 22 is kind of brutal. So do you try to get her – does she have to show it in practice beforehand, or do you try to get her a couple of pinch hits somewhere to, to get back on track? Hannah? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Hannah's got – she's got opportunity. They all have opportunity. It's just putting it together. So that's why I think practice is really important because it gives them those opportunities to do it in practice and then from there take it out onto the game. Arizona's got a lot of pop. Uh, two hitters are already over, like the 13 and 14 home runs. Just what do you think of the, the offense that Jordan's going to be facing, especially uh, yeah. this weekend? I think their offense is pretty potent, and um, I mean Arizona's Arizona. They've been they're great every year, so I wouldn't expect anything less th from them. Um, I know for us, we've played a lot of ranked teams all the way up to this point, and we know that we can hang with them. It's just, to me, not getting caught up in the opponent. It's more getting caught up with ourselves and being clean on offense and on defense. There you go, uh, Coach Missy Lombardi, the head coach of Oregon softball, as uh, they're taking on number 12, Arizona, down in Tucson. Six o'clock tonight, first pitch at noon, or excuse me, two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, noon. On Sunday, I think the KWVA boys are down there. I think they'll be bringing the game, or the guys, uh, bringing the games for you. Pac-12 Network, I think, for the Saturday and Sunday games. We'll give you the rest of the schedule around uh, the Oregon Athletic Department. Coming up next as we wrap up uh, Friday, Duck Insider, Terry for Joey. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I fight like a duck with clinical trials, so our patients have access to the newest cancer medicines, like immunotherapy. I fight like a duck with the latest surgical procedures so that my patients with gynecologic cancers can have the most precise care with the least invasive technologies. As a patient, I fight like a duck to beat prostate cancer with advanced radiation techniques like space oil. And WVCI is the only one in the area that offers it. Fight like a duck with Willamette Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. You couldn't miss that wedding, birthday party, or whatever event you felt obligated to attend. So, you missed the game. And more importantly, the game program. Not to worry. IMGproducts.net has got you covered with official programs and yearbooks from many of the nation's top schools, plus conference and NCAA championships. Visit IMGproducts.net to browse the hundreds of publications available. IMGproducts.net. We've got you covered. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
What does Meals on Wheels do? They deliver meals and smiles to homebound seniors. But Meals on Wheels does something else. They turn a volunteer's lunch break into a meaningful experience. As small and as simple as the relationship is between a volunteer and a client of Meals on Wheels, it's really so impactful. I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to Duck Insider. As uh, Joey Mack and Jerry still busy, this is their show prep for the game tonight. Uh, the roulette is that roulette or is that the, is that? Oh, I think they just hit a jackpot. Slot machines. That's slot machines. All right, pulling the one arm bandit there. I know Jerry's good at that. So, Joey, I don't know. I don't know. Joey claims he do doesn't that. do that. He doesn't. That's what he says. Well, I don't know whether to believe him. By the way, Joey and Jerry tonight, 8 o'clock pregame show, tentatively 841 <laughs> with the tip-off again as hasn't, Randy's back in the studios laughing. Hasn't started at 841 yet. <laughs> well, well it's a good, you know, it's a goal. you got to have goals, so they put a goal out there, and uh, we'll, we will see. Of course, not quite as many games, but uh, one game just before Colorado and Washington at 6 o'clock, uh, scheduled tip-off there, and then the 841. But 8 o'clock, pregame show, join uh, Joey and Jerry down in Las Vegas. Uh, tennis, men's and women's tennis, uh, they're out of town, but uh, women's lacrosse in town. If you, you want to go check out some lacrosse tonight, 5 o'clock against Arizona State, and then on Sunday, it's number 22 uh, USC against uh, Oregon women's lacrosse, and that is at uh, 1 o'clock at uh, Pape Field. So lots of things uh, to do. Of course, baseball, 6 o'clock tonight, 4 o'clock first pitch tomorrow, and then a noon first pitch coming up on Sunday. And, uh, of course, softball, we gave you all of that. Uh, what else is going on? Are we, we, anything else? Do we have a tea time, Geo, Jack? I'm sure you do. Off? I'm sure you do. Yeah. It's, 60, it's supposed to be 64 degrees here today, and uh, by Monday, 70 degrees. I walked by my uh, closet today, and it was, hey! It was my golf Golf clubs. club screaming God, at you? God. Yeah, they were like, hey, time to time yeah. to get me out. Yeah, three iron Let me was, out of here. Let's iron, go. Three iron was going to smack you, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the driver because the driver and I don't like each other, so that's, you know, that's one of those deals. I know there's a lot of people like that, but uh, a lot of things to uh, to take in this weekend. And baseball, George Horton, uh, good luck to them as uh, they take on Washington uh, in the weekend series. And Washington in the College World Series a year ago, lost a couple stars, but they're still pretty good. Of course, softball, number 12, uh, Arizona, where the ball flies down there. Of course, a little warmer temperature down there. But we thank you so much. Thanks to Jack. Thanks to Gio. Thanks to Randy Anthony back in the network studios. He'll be... On the show with uh, Joey and Jerry coming up tonight at 8 o'clock pregame show, Oregon and Arizona State, the semis. Let's go, Ducks. 
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council I am a Senior Corps RSVP volunteer. I build homes and young minds. I build parks and playgrounds. And support our nation's veterans. I build gardens and help families with their finances. I build healthy futures. And organize disaster relief. I'm a builder, and I lead by experience. How about you? Join Senior Corps RSVP. Lead by experience. At SeniorCorps.gov. You! Yeah! Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this commercial break to talk to you about reducing stormwater pollution. Everyone loves a good tailgate, but no one likes to see litter on the ground. Litter can wash into creeks and streams, polluting our water. Tailgate or not, always pick up your trash and put it in the proper waste bin. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water. Because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Hi, I'm Chad Greenway. After retiring from the NFL, I've embraced my new role coaching my kids. Coaches may have the biggest impact on a young person's life. Unfortunately, youth sports are littered with coaches that are focused on the wrong things. That's why it's so important that parents can trust who's coaching their kids. Can you trust your child's youth coach? Our Youth Basketball Association made the decision to utilize trusted coaches to train, screen, and educate all of our basketball coaches. Go to trustedcoaches.org to learn more. I'm a trusted coach. Are you? listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.